0: time for the Fair Green, our weekly feature with a past or present player looking at their career so far. their hopes for the future and they also get to tell us the peers that they respect both for and against when they name their fantastic four. Well, our guest this week was runner-up in the Sports Stars Camogie Player of the Year poll that took place a couple of months ago and has been spearheading the Wexford causes. They've gone through a phase of transition but the general verdict from 2020 is the signs are it's turning upward graph. Can the Slaney Ciders return to the top? Well, our guest is certainly somebody that's intent in making that happen. My guest this week, of course, is Wexford and Rackerel Cushion Sounds, Joanne Dillon. And first, Joanne, welcome to the Fair Green. Thanks for
1: having me,
0: there. Now, Joanne... I suppose when this podcast goes out, it'll be a couple of weeks old in news and we'll be back playing, which will be brilliant. But uh, the day we're recording is the day that the Camogie Club's poll has come out. We're going to have a split season in Camogie. Uh, What's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I suppose for us, it's obviously a good sign, you know, we're um, aiming towards the first round of the league now this coming Saturday. So, like for for a while there was such a goal and um, we didn't know whether we were playing or not playing. Um, so, uh, to be honest, I was actually surprised the way it did poll. Um, I did think the clubs would favour towards playing summer at Ogie rather than leaving it till the end of the year. But then I suppose there is a lot of clubs there that do have county football players and didn't want to get caught, you know, having players aside whether they're playing their club or with their football county and then vice the versa then at the end of the year or oh, way it's going to play out. So, um, look, it we we'll take the news anyway as coming from the county side of things. Anyway, I'm happy, and I suppose as we'll um, play on anyway, give clubs the time to get, um, get get things together. You know, some clubs might have been trained, and I know some clubs in Wexford here are not even having got the registrations on yet. So, for them to turn around and play a championship in four weeks' time, you know, it would be in hard going too. So, look, I think it'll give everybody a good, um, a good play like it'll give everybody time and opportunity to have a good season um, the way
0: it's split now so and even you've answered as well on the club side of things too because like I'd be thinking about I suppose your friends in one way rivals in another all at the Ballack too that their 2020 campaign is all over the shop at the moment hopefully by the time this goes out there's an update too but uh, do you feel overall even for the club players as well now that as you just said there give some time to get organised give some time to get up to speed and it'll be more vibrant championship later in the year
1: yeah, well, it does. Like, there, is, there is pros and cons, I suppose, to it. But, you know, it, it does give um, players, you know, there might be talks of a league being played without county players now, maybe come the end of June. So, you know, it'll give players at least opportunity to, like anybody that's not maybe lucky enough or fortunate enough to be within a county team, it's given them the opportunity to show themselves off, you know, and get to play a league, you know, whatever way, I suppose, each county board is going to set up their time that they're going to be given. But um, no, look, I, I suppose for Owler, it's, it's going to be, I suppose they don't know what way they're going to be yet. I know the Rat and Your Club are in the intermediates as well, so they Hope be hoping, I suppose, to go forward too. Uh, but look, I suppose they'll just have to wait and see what way it's going to pan out. And sure, for them, I suppose, you'd like to see them being able to go on and get to play their provincial rounds after they get into that stage.
0: It's a story that will continue to develop and we'll keep an eye but as uh, for yourself too. At least, t- thankfully, we're talking about games. You'll have played at least one match by the time this podcast goes out and air. And after 2020, Joanne, we talked about it on the Sports Stars Camogie Team of the Year podcast. Positive signs for 2020, despite the lack of activity?
1: Yeah, I suppose. Um, looking back, you know, we did... We, did, we didn't really get to play the league last year we played one game against Kerry um, we travelled down to Kerry to play that and after that then it was all tough from underneath us you know and it was kind of hard I suppose to go from playing one game in the Division 2 league to going to play um, senior championship um, you know for I suppose there was a lot of young players in last year and there's indeed there's a few more coming in this year as well so I suppose to to get to get back training is great there last week and to get a few games in under the belts now, you know, hoping to build on ourselves over the league and use that platform to see players in different positions, you know, use it as best we can, to suppose, it's our own advantage, you know. Um, but, uh, no, look, we're, we're, we're optimistic of what this year is going to bring and hopefully uh, we can uh, just improve on last year's performances, I suppose.
0: It is. It's, um, it's Wexford have been in transition in the last couple of years, in particular, and I, I felt myself last year that you could have done with that Division Two league run. Like as you mentioned, you only got to play Kerry. A certain Katrina Parrick is back. That's obviously giving everyone a lift.
1: Yeah, um, she decided to opt into the panel again this year. As um, suppose sure she looks she's as fit as ever after coming in. With, like I, I haven't played her now since twenty seventeen, so. But when she left us, she went and she was with the soccer and she was back. She's playing with a double club uh, now at the minute as well. So she's back in as uh, as good as ever, as far as I can see anyway. I've seen her in trade in there. So she obviously want to bring a big boost and good experience um, as well to the panel.
0: Because Joanne, in these interviews I always ask a big influence when you started getting involved in Camogie and that's where we're going to go back to the beginning now and work our way up to where we are at present but I, I don't really have to ask any of the younger players in Wexford at the moment exactly their inspiration for wanting to represent Wexford because when you were younger, when you were a child, Joe Wexford were the team to beat. Yeah, of course. Um,
1: that's it just after when you asked me to do the interview, like, just thinking back, like, I remember back when Westwood, I suppose, in 2007 and the All-Ireland and then going on and doing the 10, 11, and 12. Like, I remember being up at the match in 2010, like, I was something I small. I was, like, one of the best fans, I suppose, and in the crowd. And it was always then, you're like, geez, I'd love to be out there playing. And back at the homecomings, back in Wexford, you know, it was surreal looking at the crowds that showed up for the girls. And, you know, it was then, it was kind of like, "Do this is something that I want to do, you know. Um, But, yeah, having role models like that, and then, I suppose, when I got in on the senior panel, there was still a lot of them around that time, which was, you know, it was great being involved and great experience, you know, having them there to teach you the way, I suppose.
0: Was was that, like, being now those finals, was that was developed the passion to want to represent your county in particular, or did you already have that grow from taking up the game at home or at club level?
1: Yeah, I suppose I've always... Like, i played the whole way up through the ranks, so I would have done um, the under-4... I would have played county under-14 and went around to different blitz and stuff that were um, organised. And I would have went and played up to under-16. We got, we got to in the all semi-final in under 16 and then it was after under 16 I took two years out and I was also interested in show jumping and I kind of took the whole of the minor two years out to kind of pursue that and see where that went and I suppose it was after that and Wexford got to senior team I think that year the second year got to the all-earth semi-final and then um, it was after that and watching that on TV it's like oh, do you know something I'm going to go back in now and see put my head down and see where this can go like I've, obviously i was always been playing with uh, my school in St. Mary's New Ross secondary school and I played um, was playing with my club all along and sure I suppose we got a really good run I suppose leading into that we got a really good run with St. Mary's secondary school we won um the junior all-round, all the final in 2012 and we didn't want the senior in 2013 and then it was then that I actually got in with the senior county team. So, I kind of, everything kind of led towards it but I think it was always something that I was always wanting to do from a young age was represent my county team.
0: I'm going to ask you about the schools in a moment and Wexford, but since you mentioned show jumping, I have a question to ask you because one of my girls is called Lily, and I have often called her a tiger. And I believe that one of the horses you've ridden in your show jumping career is called Tiger Lily.
1: Yeah, I mean, she was, well, I, when I had her, her name was uh, My girl Dreamer. Uh, we actually sold her on there, but um, yes, yeah, look, she was a brilliant pony back when I had her. I brought her, I got her broke, and I. Was, she was four year old when I got her. And I brought her up along and I sold her then um when I was after growing out of uh twelve twos. Unfortunately, as they say, when you find a good one, it's unfortunate they don't grow along with you up through the ranks so they don't get to be fourteen two and you know, <laughs> develop onto a horse. But um no, she was she was a brilliant and exceptional pony and I think the people that bought her off me actually saw her on and she ended up completing in the RDS, which is I suppose the pinnacle of show jumping up in the RDS. So I think they had a great
0: success underneath her. And it's great to have someone like that. And of course, as you mentioned, the relationship we often forget too when it's so young that, of course, we're changing as well as the ponies are too. HSP Dark, Vi- Dark Viper is another um, main uh, horse you were associated with?
1: Yeah, um, he was uh, a horse that I had. It was the last show jump and horse I actually had. competed him up to compete the last few 120 classes on him. Um, just local shows, and then I saw him on when I kind of went back into playing Senior county of Camogie. That kind of show up and then the things took a back burner and um, trying to free up time, I suppose, to uh, go to shows at the weekend as well as play matches. There was a time there, I think, I used to go play a match and my father or my sister would get the horse ready and meet me at the show jumping grounds on the way home or something like that. So after time, I could just... It just wasn't able they weren't able to do both, so um, the horse was sold eventually.
0: But. Recently on this show, we had Meads, Aoife Maguire that has uh, showed up in pedigree as well. Would it be something, Joanne, that you'd like to revisit again when your Komogi career is over or down the line in some shape or form?
1: It's funny you say that. I was actually, when I was kind of in two minds and making the decision whether I was going to go with the uh, senior county or continue with the show jumping. and a neighbour of mine said to me he said look once, once you develop the skills of riding a horse he said you'll never lose them he said towards you'll only have a short playing career in camogie or football or whatever maybe soccer whatever your chosen sport is he said your career is only short and that once, once you're past your past towards once you learn how to ride a horse I suppose you'll always have it there
0: So when we start doing sports style show jumping in years to come as well, we'll have Joanne Dylan in as the expert and competing in the action too. (laughs) <laughs> let's talk about wexford now we'll go back to the school in a bit but just seeing the conversation is going that way uh, like people i've asked about yourself have said that you're as dangerous an attacker as ursula jacob Boss and that great team back a decade ago as well unfortunately i suppose in one way you coming into the wexford setup and then you touched on it as well as you were changing of the guard no doubt it was great excitement when you joined that dressing room but i suppose as well it's been there has been a couple of difficult years since
1: yeah, of course, like I suppose when we when I started in there there was a few of us that uh got the call together there and um, like you had the likes of Mary Lacey, Kate Kelly, Mag Starcy. You know, you had your very high profile players in the dressing room with you and it was kind of you know, I remember that first night I went into the dressing room and all them where there it was like a pinch me moment, you know, you were sitting in beside them and there was one of them. But I suppose we learned great things from them, but unfortunately, uh, it was just for us going in, I suppose we were coming near the end of their career, so it was kind of short-lived. But, uh, yeah, and then kind of things, I suppose, start going downhill from there. Uh, like, looking back, I think when I was playing under 16, we had a jersey here and it had all the signatures on it. And I think just kind of through the ranks, there, was kind of, there wasn't that many players continuing on with their county careers from the group that was there. And I suppose then that, that kind of started to play into effect Then for the last few years, there was kind of nobody coming through. You had your kind of bunch that was there that won the All-Irelands and then once they retired off, there was no kind of young blood coming through. It was kind of very limited amounts coming through. So I suppose that's kind of what really didn't help us uh, for the last few years. But luckily enough, things are starting to pick back up again now. And hopefully we'll see where they go.
0: Because especially too around 2017 when yourself and a few of your um, uh, peers there were starting to come to prominence, you had Kate Kelly go that year, I think Mags went as well that year, Katrina, who we mentioned already too, and Wexford were still competing in quarterfinals, semi-finals, but there was a, I remember myself being at the game against Dublin in particular that quarter final, it was like a changing of the guard in one way. And I suppose, and I, hate, I, I won't spend too long on this, I suppose it was a realisation that for a couple of years, anyway, Wexford are not going to be competing for our Duffy Cups.
1: Yeah, so I suppose like that was that was a big turning point, losing that quarter final to Dublin. So um, I think after that game, there was even a few more then that did decide to pull the plug on their careers, which is obviously after giving so much, you, you can't say anything for, like too for that. But um, look, it was just unfortunate. I think for for us coming in anyway, as I said, you wish you were in back a few years ago and I suppose Wexford are winning all the All-Irelands but that's just the way it is and it's time now to, for us new people in around and a few of us that have been there while and young girls coming in to set our own history as such and to try and make our own mark on the jersey.
0: Was the game against Kilkenny in June 2019 was that the red letter day? seven twenty eight to six points. Was that the day where everybody, not just players now, but I mean management, county board, everybody involved in the circle said, right, enough's enough now. We've got to start turning this around because this is not where Wexford should be.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely was a very low point in Wexford Moge um after the game. And I think you look know, there's there's so many hurl or Moge strongholds, you know, there's a few women within each club and they're so passionate about the game. And I think it just took a few to come together and say, like, these things, need have changed. And thankfully, look, we got a board in place and we went out and found, you know, a good manager in Kevin Tatton there for last year anyway. And um, he's luckily not stayed with us this year. I think you need someone that's going to come in with the vision of maybe three years rather than someone that's just be able to pick up the reins and continue on, you know. For us, it was someone that's going to come in and make a difference and stick with it
0: and see how it goes. So That's stability, very important as well. Of course, before all that, there was the matter two of the relegation playoff against Mead. And while I talk about the Kilkenny Games, a red letter day, this was like an All-Ireland final in itself. The future of Wexford Camogie, and I hope I'm not overstating things here, uh, was on the line. You were a big involvement that day too. It was a high-scoring thriller. But for Wexford, thankfully, you came out the right side of it.
1: Yeah, it was, even in the dressing room, it was just, I don't know, it was like for all the world, like the whole of the county nearly sat on your shoulders, you know, and I know that's a bit extreme in saying that, but um, it just felt like, you know, this is it, lads, if we don't, you know, as they say, if you go down, it's very hard to get back up, Um, so I suppose for us it was just a matter of getting out there. And no matter what way the result came, whether it was through doggedness or skill or whatever, just the result had to be ground out that day, and that was that was it. There was no other choice, really, in the matter.
0: And of course, it was a decent team too. They were very competitive in the senior ranks as well. That was a victory to keep in the top flight. Before we go to other areas, of course, we've talked already about Division Two of the league and the Senior Championship of 2020. Going into 2021, like the target is always the championship, I know, but for Wexford. Like you start off, you would have started by now against the Kilkenny Intermediates in the league. Is the league equally as important as the Championship in 2021 for targeting a trophy in particular first? Day? Sometimes the first bit of silverware for a team could launch a massive run. Yes,
1: like I think for some teams you might look on it, or other years you might look on it and say, look, the league is not as important, you know. But I think for us and having such a young, like getting that. Getting wins under our belt, you know, getting that winning feel and getting the confidence up, and being able to play whether it's only a league final or what it is, getting ready to playing big games that are finals. You know that experience, I suppose, when it comes down to championship, will be what you need. Like you know, we're going to be like you think about down the line. We're going to be playing Galway, Kilkenny, whoever I suppose turns up in our division, but uh, or in our group. But they all have the experience of the big match days, so we need to take the league as our championship and then see how our championship then from that goes. So I suppose we will be targeting the league this year and hopefully we can get some good results out of it anyway
0: and it should be remembered too: the previous generation had to get those big match experiences you mentioned there before they finally took the country on in 2007 and forward. Let's go back to yourself With your own personal career Joanne you were making uh, marks coming up through the ranks you've mentioned already about playing underage uh, for Wexford but you also touched on two big days in your own personal career of course those two All-Ireland schools finals in 2012 and 2013 the junior final in 12 was against glossier from Cair uh, another high scoring game another big day and no doubt at the time definitely um, the biggest day of your Camogie career so far
1: yeah I think it was just it was a brilliant day for the school I know the school had won All-Ireland I think it was in 2008 the school school won Camogie All-Ireland as well my sister was on the team back then and since then I think after she went in that, it was for me, there was no other choice of school but to go to Saint Mary's in New Ross. It was the only thing that nearly decided factor of where I was. At school. <laughs> um but look, it was a great school. and um, we had a very good team then as well. We there was because we were I suppose, in New Ross, which is a nearly on the border, we had girls that were from Kilkenny, you know, we had a few girls, a lot of kind of spread around. And there were like at the time I suppose there was a the girls that were from Kenny and the few that were that were from Wexford, I suppose, were playing underage county teams as well. So we had a great team there, and I think we just really bonded. And um, we had a good manager underneath his time as well, Leanne Murphy, and she had been there when they won the first All Ireland, and she was going to stick on through and see how we got on. And I think she realised the bunch of players that were there and the talent that was there, and I think she she probably got the best out of us too
0: it was of course a new team and of course not just were, were, were good management you were a talented team because it's easy saying you know you go from junior to senior you're going to compete but you went and you competed the following year 12 months later there was an All Ireland senior title secured a victory against Laurel Hill from Limerick um,
1: another great day out like it's, just think back like I remember when we were going to the matches I think that match was at the weekend and I think on a Friday and we were all leaving school they brought us down to the sports hall and they done a guard of honour out of the school, the whole way up to the school. And, you know, it was great. Like, the whole school got behind us. Um, they even done buses. I think there was two or three, maybe. Big coaches went up to the match and I remember the whole sideline was just full of St. Mary's people, you know. Um, so it was great, like, you know, to have won the junior and we actually won the junior football All-Ireland Final in 2012 as well. So we had a double All-Ireland Final uh, junior at junior level in 2012, and then we went on and won the senior Komogi in 2013, so like we had a we had a great run of things there when, when we were uh, really winning, in winner ways, we really got on board and kept on going thankfully, you know.
0: I'm only just, I'm trying to imagine, of course, when you to the Guard of Honour, the school behind you, like, you know, and like the reports I've read in that game, your your name was picked out for an outstanding performance in particular, like, <laughs> the world was your oyster at the time when it came to Komogi, definitely.
1: Yeah, exactly. It just I think Everett just kind of fell into place. You know, we had we had a great few years in the school and like as I said, like it was a great school and big big sporting school and uh, yeah, it was it was surreal really to get the win and you know keep going and then win the following year as well. Like sure, it was just it was brilliant.
0: School days came to an end. You headed off to college studying a Bachelor of Business uh, Honours Accountancy as well in WIT. And uh, needless to say, you got yourself well involved with the Vikings down there. Some great days out. Uh, You probably feel you should have won more, probably just unfortunate sometimes the opposition you got. Yeah, look, we had
1: four years. I was down there we got beaten in the semi-final, the four years. I actually think two of them we lost... The years we lost the semi final only be a points, so it was a bit you know, after coming from such a high sporting and successful career in the secondary school, you were kind of nearly thinking, Oh, I'm gonna go on and do the same thing in college. And sure, I you know, know look, talking to a few different girls from different colleges, and they were saying it just doesn't end up college mobi, it's just com- completely different ball game. and it's, it's a heartbreaker, as they say, you know, you're playing. In the depths of the winter, and it's really just doggedness that gets you over. Whoever wants to win it the most, but unfortunately, yeah, we were we were very unlucky to come out of the losing side for four years in a row down there. But uh, yeah, we had an excellent team. Like thinking back to my first year in college down there, I think it was something ridiculous. Like I think maybe eight to fifteen starting players had all stars after the twenty what year? Twenty sixteen year, twenty sixteen, I think. Um so like we obviously had a great team, but you know, as they say, like you can have the best team on paper unless you all perform on the day you're not going to get the results. So
0: Third-level competitions, well, I don't want to use were massive because I'm assuming they will be against. Hopefully, we're moving out of this uh, pandemic pandemic world we're living in. But, of course, just before the lockdown in 2020 was, of course, the Ashburn Cup weekend as well. <laughs> it was a belter all over the place. Uh it was a semi-final stage. You got off to a cracking start against UL. You got a goal in that match. That must have been one of the most heart losses in the end because I think Beck Carter sneaked into the debt.
1: Yeah, that and it was an absolute miserable day, sure, and we didn't even know if the match was gonna go ahead. It was just it was just absolutely miserable. Um, but um uh, yeah, it was just one of those games. Um I think the wind the wind was really strong and basically the play was always at one end of the field for both halves. So we had a we had wind in the first half and I suppose we maybe looking back at it, we didn't capitalise enough on what we did have there and we managed to hold off you well in the second half, but we were—I think—we were a point off, and they got a free. It was basically the last puck of the ball, and they got free outside the court five, and sure, sure enough, Beckards and stepped up to take it, and sure dropped in between the goalies hurl and the posts, and sure they got the goal, and then wouldn't be a point. So uh, it was for the last year anyway. It was a big pill to, to swallow. Not having another year to crack at it again and see how it go, but. We had such crack in college and made such good friends from different counties, you know, I suppose to take the positive over that way.
0: Was that was that always your last year in college? Like, I you know everything's kind of changed at the moment and, of course, there isn't third-level competitions, but were you finishing up in 2020 in uh, regards college at that time?
1: Yeah, I suppose my four years was up. Um, I hadn't ever considered going on to do a Masters. I think it was kind of for me to get in I was I was only doing the Bachelor of Business level seven. I started off and I ended up transferring to level eight and doing the fourth year. Um which was great experience and I ended up getting into the accounting and things. So uh, but no I never had any vision of going on any further or continuing on to do masters or anything like that.
0: So if you don't mind me asking, then say career-wise at the moment, away from Camogie, like work-wise and all that, how have you found it over the pandemic? Have you been able to get on with life as normal as can be? Or have you been uh, affected trying to get um, into work as such based on the current world we're living in?
1: Yeah, I suppose. Like when I got out of college first, you know, it, 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 you know, it was a terrible year to be looking for, you know, work. And when most uh, employees were being, say, let off, as such, being in their companies or they were working from home or whatever, no real companies were taking on anybody. But um, things have kind of fallen my way. I've actually got a job. On, I got a job in January there, riding out racehorses up in um, a friend of mine up in York And um, I've been up there most mornings, well, every morning, by Sunday morning, um, riding out up there. And then I actually got a job there which suited me perfect for the, I'm in the office in the afternoons now as well. So I really have the best of both worlds. I'm outside in the mornings and inside in the afternoons. So living the dream at the minute, really.
0: And uh, even though it's racehorses, the first steps towards a return to show jumping have commenced.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah.
0: Joanne before there's a few questions before we finish up um, you mentioned earlier on I haven't even got around to talking about the club yet I, I should give um, uh, the club Cushionstown a, a mention as well um, I know you play soccer I know you're as equal at soccer as Eric mogi uh, do you do you play much football? Football I played
1: a bit of football with my club and as I said then we won the football with the school um, not a whole lot of football I think kind of football took the back burner um, but as regards to the soccer, yeah, I took up soccer. Last year I took up soccer. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose I never really had the time to do it and to play. And I never really thought of ever playing. You know, it like it was never kind of something that I was wanting to do. And it was uh, the manager lives down the road for me and he got on to me a few different nights. He said, Jeez, you'll be great at soccer. He said, you should come up and play. He was always getting on to me uh, about playing. So eventually I said, look, I said, i play, but I don't know how much commitment I'd be able to give. i sure turns out anyway that I wasn't too bad at it, I suppose. <laughs> so the
0: 2021 question, how much commitment can you give it this year?
1: Yes, that's exactly it. I think the way it's looking at the minute anyway, they're going to have a summer soccer. So I don't think that'll work out for me anyway. It'll be, it'll be too much on my plate at the minute, but um, we'll see how things turn out, come back maybe the winter months
0: we keep an eye out for the 21-22 season at the moment, but Joanne is focusing on the small ball for the upcoming months. A couple of questions, Joanne, before we finish up the segment. Um, uh, Influences on your career. Like we talked about you starting at the game and we've run through key moments of your career so far, but uh, who would be the biggest influences in your Camogie career in general? Like getting you started or guiding you along over the various different teams that you played with?
1: Um, definitely my mother. Um, I don't think... I'd say since I was a baby, I was on the sideline of the field. Whether she was playing or she was training a team or in some way involved in a team or going even just look at some other club play, I was brought along. But look, my, my mother's family was uh, a big family in Wexford. There was actually 17 of in minute and there was eight boys and nine girls and I think of the nine girls... Eight of them actually played County Camogie for Wexford. So I suppose there was a, all my aunties, I suppose, were a big influence on my career. Um, actually, eight of, the of them that played five and won All Ireland medals as well. My, my mother, on far, no wasn't one of them. She always said it's just something that she would, would love to do, and I think she's fully supportive then of me going on and trying to achieve that anyway.
0: Well, definitely the pressure has been put on there now with that, but that's definitely a story for another day. I'll have to make a note of that, and we might revisit that down the line when you mention eight county players uh, from the one family. It's uh, a silly question to ask in one way, but I'll ask it anyway. Of course, there's plenty of mileage left on your camogie career and show jumping career. Um, If I asked you one thing you'd love to achieve in the next couple of years, is the answer obvious or is there one in particular? No, it's one in particular
1: obviously of my career anyway would be to win an All-Ireland and clearly have my eyes set on anyway and hopefully we can pull things together enough to get
0: ourselves in shape and achieve that anyway. Definitely the signs of 2020 showed the Wexford are turning that curve and I wish you the best luck, Joanne, throughout the summer season playing camogie anyway and whatever you do with the winter regards club or with soccer as such. But uh, thanks a million for joining us here on the Fair Green. Now we're not finished with you yet. There's one bit of business we have to do before we wrap up, and that is every guest's favourite segment called Fantastic Four. This is where our guests get to make and break lifelong friendships when they name their peers that they respect most. They have to pick two players that they've played with. Now, that can be through club, county or college, any criteria you decide yourself, Joanne, and two players that you've played against. So, Joanne, whenever you're ready, the best player you've played with and why? I'd say it'd
1: have to be K. Kelly from Wexford, although I only had a very, very short period of getting to play with her. um, She was always someone, from when I was young, I looked up to and, I suppose, watched her every move and she was playing. She has a great attitude towards the game. And even, I suppose, when she stepped away the following year, she stayed involved with the team and she was always there for advice for any of us younger ones coming in. I remember starting my first championship game. She was there in the dressing room and, you know, she was there having a chat and just trying to smooth everything over. So she definitely anyway would have been one of the top class players I played with and it was a great honor to get to play with her.
0: Kate Kelly is a Wexford Camogie legend. We've had her on this show as well before as well. A player I've got to know since and got to watch many times when she was lining out in the purple and gold. That's Kate Kelly, the second player you've played with and why? Well, top
1: class I suppose another top-class player I've played with through college ranks would be Denise Ball, and um, she was obviously lucky. She got the player players' fair player of the year in the last season there. She was just, I remember playing with her, she was always just so level-headed, you know, cool, coolness, sonified, I suppose, as you say. You know, she, when everything was kind of getting a bit rocky, if there was a free there, she, she was a solid one to put it over the bar. You know you wouldn't think otherwise. Um, so, yeah, definitely to be stopped.
0: Denise Gall, is a tremendous player. And as you mentioned, of course, our 2020 season leading to player of the year and Kenny winning the All-Ireland. Not often we get a Wexford person picking a Kenny person in this show, especially in the wit category. <laughs> so we have Kate Kelly and we have Denise Gall. Joanne, it's time now for the players that you played against. The best player you played against and why?
1: Another top class player, I think, would be Aoife Donahue of Galway. I think a quite unassuming un- player, um, but she always seems to be maybe not involved in a rough, but she always seems to come out with the ball for some reason. And, um, you know, she's always there lurking about and, you know, she's a great eye for the play. You know, she's great pass, passing ability and she always finds space to be on the receiving end of passes too, so...
0: Aoife Donoghue, definitely, which is a player that's a very, very mobile around the middle of the field and can cause problems when she's on form. So, Joanne Dillon, we have three of your fantastic four selected. We have Kate Kelly from Wexford, Denise Gall from Kilkenny and Aoife Donoghue from Galway. It's time to complete your fantastic four. The second player you played against and why? Quite the van
1: of Tipperary. Um, I think she's just an excellent player, you know. She probably doesn't get as much recognition as, what, the likes of Denise Gawd from Kikenni or Donna who would, I suppose, be in, getting to the latter stages and being in the all-out series, but, uh, but not quite. The band definitely is an excellent player, you know, she's a consistent performer, and um, I don't think there's any days I've ever seen her that she has been a bad game or a below-average game. Um, another one that's very consistent on freeze as well, you know, where the ball was be, you nearly guaranteed she'd put it over the bar, so she definitely gets my nod, yeah.
0: Would she hard done by not getting an All Star in twenty twenty?
1: I think so, yeah, you know. I suppose then look it's for the All Stars all it's all choice. And um, you know, I think maybe they go and see uh, different days and some players might have off days today the they're being selected or whatnot, but quite um, no, I think is one that's probably got uh got hard done by this year, gone anyway.
0: She did indeed, but a very popular pick among Fantastic Fours recently. Our Fantastic Four, one more time, from Joanne Dillon from Wexford. Kate Kelly from Wexford, Denise Gall from Kilkenny, Aoife Donoghue from Galway and Cot Devan from Tipperary. Joanne, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Again, we wish you the very, very best of luck in 2021. And I have no doubt we'll be talking again in the near future. You are the runner-up in this year's Sports Taz Kamogi Player of the Year competition. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here in the Fair Green. Joanne Dillon from Wexford.
1: Thanks very much, Darren.